1: Shalom my dear friends and dear brothers and sisters We are going to begin with the study of the Gospel of Matthew This is the first Gospel that it is, it is found in the New Testament, New Covenant, in the Brita chadashah And uh, I would like to read the first 17 verses of Matthew chapter 1 To give an introduction to the book of Matthew, the purpose that that book was written, and then to look over these uh, first 17 verses of the first chapter. Hopefully, you have a a Bible with you, and uh, will you please turn in the Word of God, in the Bible, to uh, Matthew chapter 1, and let us read and look over the first 17 verses of chapter 1 and so we read the book of the generation of Jesus Christ Yeshua HaMashiach the son of David the son of Abraham Abraham begat Isaac and Isaac begat Jacob and Jacob begat Yehuda and his brethren and Judah begat Perez and Zerach of Tamar, and Peret beget Esrom, and Esrom beget Aram, and Aram beget Aminadav, and Aminadav beget Nachshon, and Nachshon beget Salmon, and Salmon beget Boaz of Rachav, and Boaz beget Ovid of Ruth, and Ovid beget Jesse, and Jesse beget David the king. And David the king begat Shlomo of her that had been the wife of Uriah. And Solomon begat Rehovam, and Rehovam begat Aviah, and Aviah begat Asa. And Asa begat Yoshaphat, and Yoshaphat begat Yehoram, and Jehoram begat Uziah, and Uziah begat Yotam, and uh, Yotam uh, beget Ahaz and Ahaz beget uh, Hezekiah, and Hezekiah beget Menasheh, and Menasheh beget Ammon, and Ammon beget Josiah, and Josiah began Yochaniah and his brethren about the time that they were carried away to Babylon, and after they were brought to Babylon, Jokaneah beget Shaltiel, and Shaltiel beget Zubavel and Zubavel beget Avihud, and Avihud beget Eliakim, and Eliakim beget Atzor. And Atzor beget Tzadok, and Tzadok beget Achim, and Akim beget Elihud, and Elihud beget Ezar and Elazar beget Matan, and Matan beget Yaakov, Jacob, and Jacob beget Joseph, the husband of Miriam, of whom was born Yeshua, Jesus, which is called Christ, Messiah. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David until the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations. And from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ, unto Messiah, are 14 generations. Well, I will be stopping here, beloved friends and dear brothers and sisters, with the first 17 verses of the first chapter of the gospel of Matthew. As we begin in the study of this new book, new gospel, the first one that is in the found in its order in the New Testament, it is important for us to bear in mind that by divine design and according to God's will, God have allowed that when the New Testament will be put together, that is the New Covenant, concerning the coming of the Messiah, that there will be more than one Gospel, or more than one Besorah, news, concerning the person of the Lord Jesus, Yeshua the Messiah. And uh, we find ourselves having these four gospels written by four different individuals matthew mark luke and john and every one of these individuals presented the person of the lord jesus the messiah from a different perspective this is important because these four individuals matthew mark luke and john There were four different individuals that looked at the person of the Lord Jesus the Messiah for more than one perspective, and why? Because when the Messiah was to come to this world, the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One, was going to be the one that will come to provide salvation for this world, and. They were looking at this person, this is the Lord Jesus, the Lord Yeshua, and they were presenting him in the power of the Spirit of God before all those that will read the Word of God as the one that is unique, the one that is special, the one that came from God, from heaven, the Messiah, the promised Messiah of Israel. And the promised redeemer of this world. You see, Matthew was a tax collector. Mark was a, a Jewish believer who was a cousin of Barnabas, a helper of the Apostle Paul. Luke was a doctor, a physician. And John, Johannan was a fisherman. Four different individuals. Most likely all of them were Jewish believers in Yeshua the Messiah. Some suggest that Luke was the only one who may not have come from the nation of Israel, yet he knew very well Jewish life because he served with Shaul Paul in the work of the Lord, in the sharing the gospel with the Gentile world, with the nations of the world. But it is so interesting to see that four special individuals were chosen, elected by God, by divine design, to present for us these four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, from four different points of view. And all of these four set before us the beauty of the person of Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, the one that came to provide redemption uh, for the world according as it was promised in the Word of God through the Hebrew prophets in days of old. And so the author of the Gospel of Matthew, he was known to be as a publican, the one that was a tax collector, and the the one that Jesus called him uh, to become, to follow him, And to be the one that will serve with the Lord Jesus as he follow after him. According to Matthew chapter 9, and verse 9, we read And as Yeshua passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, and he saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him very interesting call that the lord jesus the messiah was calling to this man by the name of matthew according to mark chapter 2 and verse 14 we do read that as he passed by he saw levi the son of alphairus sitting at the receipt of custom, and he said unto him, follow me, and he arose and followed him. In the Gospel of Mark, Matthew is called Levi. And in the Gospel of Matthew, this Levi is called Matthew. So oftentimes we can connect this person, we might call him, as the Scripture says, Matthew Levi. Levi links him with the Tribes of Levi and Matthew Matai in Hebrew is his name. He was a tax collector in contrast to the Gospel of Mark. Mark was a helper of the Apostle Paul, a Jewish believer who was a cousin of Barnabas. Luke was a physician and John was a fisherman. Each one of these ones that the Spirit of God used to write these four Gospels came from a different walks of life to present before us the person of the Lord Jesus the Messiah. So as we begin in our study together of the Gospel of Matthew, we learn immediately that there are four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew was the one that was set first in the order of the new testament and there is a reason for that because the gospel of matthew presented the person of the lord jesus the messiah as the king of the jews in hebrew we call it melech yehudim as the promised messiah of israel according to the promises that was given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in days of old, that the Messiah will come in the fullness of the time and that he will be the one that will provide salvation for Israel and for all those that will trust in him any place around the nations of the world. So as we are looking at this Gospel of Matthew, just to remind us all that Matthew, Levi, wrote specifically presenting the person of the Lord Jesus the Messiah to the Jewish people. And he is presenting the fulfillment of the promises of God in the Hebrew Scriptures. And we can say that one of the key verses in the Gospel of Matthew is not only Matthew 1 verse 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ. This is Yeshua Mashiach, the son of David. Notice, the son of Abraham. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 1. In chapter 16, we read in verse 16, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Messiah, the son of the living God. Thou art the Christ, the Christos, the Mashiach, ben Elohim Chaim, the Son of the Living God. And these are the key verses that show us, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friend, that Matthew is emphasizing the person of the Lord Jesus, setting him before the Jewish people to show our people of Israel that indeed... Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, is indeed the promised Messiah that was spoken of by the prophets of old. On the other hand, a mark was written to the Romans. The, the Gospel of Luke was written specifically to meet the needs of the Hellenists, the Greeks. And the Gospel of John was more or less written to all to present uh, the Lord Jesus as the one who came from heaven. And so we have these four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Every one of these four Gospels look at the person of Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, from four different perspectives. Matthew present him as the king of the Jews, the king of Israel. Mark present him as the servant of the Lord. Luke present the Lord Jesus the Messiah as the man, the perfect man. And John, that is Johanan, present the Lord Jesus the Messiah as the eternal Son of God. How wonderful for us to know, my dear friend, as we begin with the study of the Gospel of Matthew to realize the uniqueness of the person of the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. So, the author is Matthew Levy. According to Matthew chapter 9 and verse 9 and Mark chapter 2 and verse 14, Matthew Levy was one that was a tax collector who... He was called by the Lord to follow him and to minister of the gospel to share the word of God among his people and among those that will be hearing uh, the message of the gospel. And of course, by the Spirit of God, he was used to pen down this gospel, this Besorah called uh, the gospel according to Matthew, Matthew Levi. It had been suggested that the the date and the timing of the written of this gospel was sometime between 50 to 60 AD and was placed in order in the New Testament as the first book of the New Testament because it presents before us the link between the Tanakh, this is the old covenant the old testament and the brit the new testament the new covenant to show us the link the same one that was spoken of in days of old have finally came to this earth and jesus is that promised messiah well my dear friend as we continue on by way of introduction uh, we learn immediately that in this Gospel of Matthew we find oftentimes quotation of the Tanakh of the Old Testament, the Old Covenant in the Gospel of Matthew. It had been said that there are over fifty quotation direct quotation from the Word of God. For example, In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23 we read, Behold, a virgin shall be with a child, and shall bring forth a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, God with us. You see, this is what Matthew is showing to us in verse 22 and 23 of chapter 1. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophets saying. The prophets of Israel spoke and it was fulfilled in the coming of the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. In chapter 2 of the Gospel of Matthew we do read in verse 15 and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophets saying out of Egypt have I called my son. See Matthew again and again is emphasizing the fact that what we see in the coming of the person of the Lord Jesus the Messiah was in fulfillment of that which was written by the word of God through the prophets of Israel. In verse 23 of Matthew chapter 2 we read And he came and he dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. You see, my dear friend, again and again, we have some 50 quotations from the uh, the Tanakh, the the Hebrew scriptures, and we have some 75 allusions to these Prophets and the Word of God in days of old. So, the Gospel of Matthew was specifically written for the benefit of God's people, the Jewish people, so they will recognize that the person of Jesus, that the person of Yeshua is the one that was promised by the fathers. And in the fullness of the time, He came to this world to become the one. The Messiah, the king, the promise that was promised to the nation of Israel. You see, it was through the prophet Zechariah in chapter 9 that God had promised that the king of the Jews will come. We read in Zechariah, Zechariah, chapter 9, verse 9, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, thy King cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass, and upon a colt the fall of an ass. The prophet Zechariah was looking from his days of old, looking forward for the coming of the Messiah some five hundred years, four hundred and fifty years later. And surely the Messiah came, and his name is Yeshua, Jesus. And the purpose of the Gospel of Matthew, written specifically to minister to the Jewish people, to help the Jewish people recognize that this person, this Jesus, is indeed the promised Messiah of Israel. Now, just to make sure that we understand that there is a reason that each gospel was written, not only that it was written by different men from different background in the history of Israel, but for a different purpose to present the Messiah, Jesus, as the King of the Jews, the servant of the Lord, the perfect man, and the eternal son of god that is essential to understand beloved brothers and sisters and dear friend as we are introducing for us all this interesting gospel of matthew as we mentioned that there were various quotation over 50 quotation from the tanakh the hebrew scriptures and eluding again and again to the, uh, to the Hebrew Scriptures or more than 75 times, then we also learn as we were going to study the book of Matthew that in this Gospel, the Gospel of Matthew, the Lord Jesus the Messiah is presenting himself as the one that is teaching and instructing the way whereby man is to live here in this world. After all, the reason that he came, because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and he came to die, to give his life, a ransom for many. But as he lived a perfect life here on earth, presenting himself as the King of the Jews, as the Messiah of Israel, he was teaching. He had certain discourses, a certain special presentation and teaching. He had the discourse that we know it as the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7 of the Gospel of Matthew. In chapter 10, he gave a mission, a discourse, to his own disciples whom he had chosen. In chapter 13, he gave the Lord Jesus the Messiah, had this discourse presented before his disciples and those that listened to him through parables. In chapter 17 and 18 of the Gospel of Matthew, he had this discourse that is for his own disciples, the community, the fellowship with him that the disciples have had. And then finally, in chapter 24 and 25, there is the future Uh, the discourse concerning the future day, the apocalyptic discourse that the Lord Jesus the Messiah gave to the disciples, the Olivet Discourse on Mount of Olives where he instructed his disciples and then, beloved friends, he went to the shameful cross of the altar there where he laid down his life and provided salvation for us all. So, this is some introduction to the Gospel of Matthew. You will notice how we began here in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 1. This is the book, notice that, of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now, very interesting how this Gospel began, Matthew 1 and verse 1. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, of Yeshua HaMashiach. Notice there are two things. He is the son of David, and he is the son of Abraham. From here on, verse 2 all the way to verse 15, 16, we have the genealogy, the generation of Jesus Christ, who is the son of David and the son of Abraham. It is very interesting, my dear friend, that when the gospel began, the first verse that the gospel is opening with is to present before us all, but specifically the Jewish people who were anticipating the coming of the Messiah, that he was indeed the son of David, that Link him with King David, the king that God had promised him that upon his throne will one sit of his seed. And then secondly he was the son of Abraham. In Hebrew we call him Ben David and Ben Avraham. Why Abraham's name is mentioned here right in this first verse? Why? Because God made a covenant with Abraham. Abraham is the father of the nation of Israel. Everyone that is descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the one that God had made promises that through Abraham and Abraham's seed, blessing will flow to this world. Just to remind you that the Abrahamic covenant was an unconditional covenant, was promised to Abraham already in Genesis chapter 12, where we read in verses 1, 2, and 3. Now the Lord had said unto Avram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And I will curse him that curses thee. And notice that. In thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God promised to Avram that through him, later on, he through your seed, I will bless all the families of the earth. And the blessing that God would bless all the families of the earth, is when the seed of Abraham would come. And that this seed of Abraham ultimately is the Messiah himself, a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, tribe of Judah, and the family of David, the king of Israel, will be blessing flowing to all the nations of the world. And that's why Abraham's name is mentioning here in the very first verse of matthew chapter one you notice beloved friends god said to abraham in genesis chapter 22 and verse 18 in thy seed notice and i'll read this in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice in Genesis 12 and verse 3, in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. In Genesis chapter 22 and verse 18, in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. In other words, Abraham, the father of the nation of Israel, through whom the seed, the Messiah, would come in a future day, as far as Abraham was concerned from his point of time, and indeed the Messiah is come. And this is exactly the reason that the Gospel of Matthew is the first in order set before us in this new covenant, new testament, that this is the book of the generation of Jesus Christ. In Hebrew, Yeshua HaMashiach, not as the son of David, and the son of Abraham. Well, he was the son of Abraham, but he was also, as it says here, even first, that he was the son of David, Ben David. This is also very important because David was the king of Israel to whom the Lord had promised that upon the throne. Upon David's throne will one seat that will come out of his own loins. We read in Second Samuel the promise of God in Second Samuel chapter seven, the promise of God concerning David's son, and it went beyond Solomon to King David, the son that was greater than Solomon and the one that David was promised that upon his throne will sit one that will be the king of Israel. We read in 2 Samuel chapter 7, A God said to the prophet about David, a servant of the Lord, who wanted to build a house for the Lord. And the Lord said, No, I will build you a house. And He was promising in verse 11, Also the Lord tells thee that He will make thee an house. When thy day shall be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish His kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne, notice that, of his kingdom forever. You see this? There is a promise to David through the prophet that David will be blessed with a kingdom and a house and a throne that will be forever. And, beloved friend, that was fulfilled when the Lord Jesus the Messiah came to this world. According to the Gospel of Luke, in chapter 1 and verse 30 and onward, we read, listen to this, my dear friend, as we turning to Luke chapter 1 and verse 30. In fulfillment of the coming of the Messiah, we do read, and the angel said unto her, the angel spake unto Miriam, and he said to her, Fear not, Miriam. For thou hast found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive. In thy womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name, Yeshua, Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. My dear friend, as we are introducing the Gospel of Matthew, we learn immediately of the fact that the Gospel began with the presentation of the person of jesus christ of yeshua the messiah who is the son of david and the son of avraham and so this matthew levy is the one that the spirit of god used to present before israel saying behold your messiah and he began the gospel by presenting the person of the Lord, Jesus the Messiah, as the son of David and the son of Abraham. Just to mention for us uh, to see how beautiful, throughout the Gospel of Matthew, Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, is called Ben David, Ben David, son of David. In Matthew chapter 9, and verse 27, we read, listen to this, And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, thou Ben David, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Notice these two blind men. Following the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, asking him to have mercy on them. But they call him Ben David, son of David. In chapter 12 and verse 23, we read, And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? Is not this Ben David, the son of David? You see, beloved friend, the gospel presents again and again the person of Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, as the son of David, Ben David. Chapter 15 of the gospel of Matthew, in verse 22 we read, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the Same course, and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil, with a demon. This woman of the Canaanite woman came out, understood as the multitude was speaking of him that he was Ben David, the son of David. And she called him, son of David, have mercy. Have mercy on me and on my daughter. Amazing to see these beloved brothers and sisters. In chapter 20 and verse 30, we again read of the Lord Jesus the Messiah as the son of David. We read in verse 30, And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, When they heard that Jesus passed by, they cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. Have mercy on us, Ben David. They were crying. And finally, in chapter 21, we do read once again, beloved brothers and sisters, of the fact that Yeshua was recognized by the people of Israel in his days there as the son of David. The multitude, verse 9, of chapter twenty one, they went before, and that f- following cried, saying, "Hosanna to the Son of David." Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They were of course quoting the Psalms, Psalm one hundred and eighteen, where the psalmists of Israel were predicting the coming of the Messiah, at his first coming. To come to provide salvation. That's how the word hoshana means save now. Save now. And they call him Ben David. The son of David. How wonderful to see these beloved brothers and sisters. As we read uh, together. First a few verses of the gospel of Matthew chapter 1. Beloved friends and dear uh, brothers and sisters. And now as we are just going to move along in our reading together, you notice, my dear friends and dear brothers and sisters, that we find here in the next verses, for verse 2 onward, that we have their genealogy concerning the person of the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. Oftentimes, people ask, uh, well, why is it that we need the genealogy of Yeshua the Messiah. Well, we learn from the Word of God that in the out of the four Gospels, only two Gospels. This is Matthew and Luke, present before us. Genealogy of the Lord Yeshua the Messiah. And here we learn the important need of genealogy of the Lord there is a purpose for these genealogies that are found in Matthew and in Luke why genealogies are given in order to prove to us and to show us that indeed Yeshua that is Jesus is indeed the promised Messiah that's why you have quotation from the Old Testament from the Hebrew Scriptures to prove to us that these promises were promised by God, that descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will come to this world, and he will be born into this world to become the Messiah, the Savior, the Redeemer, to deal with the question of sin. That not everyone will claim that they are the one that are able to deal with the question of sin, the Word of God presents before us the fact that the only one that is able to come to this world and to provide salvation and redemption is the one that is a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In fact, in Genesis 3.15, he is called the seed of the woman. In Genesis uh, chapter uh, 22, he is called the seed of Abraham. And in Second uh, Samuel chapter 7, he is called the seed of David. So in order to verify that Jesus, Yeshua, is indeed that promised Messiah, he must be the seed of the woman, the seed of Abraham, the seed of David. Zerah Haisha, Zerah Avraham, Zerah David. Now when it's come to the seed of the woman, it proves that he is the one that entered into this world, not through the seed of men, but through the seed of the woman in the power of the Spirit of God. He entered into this world, and he became a man here in this world. A sinless man. Sin apart. Why? Because all have sinned. Came short of the glory of God. No one that is a descendant of Adam. Can be the one that can redeem another. Because all have inherited sin nature. So in order to show us that the Lord Jesus, the one that would be born into this world, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, he must be the one that is the seed of the woman to be born into this world without any seed of man, without any intervention of any sinful man. In other words, the Spirit of God will be the one that will place in the womb of, of uh, the woman namely miriam the seed that will produce the one that will come that we know as the messiah the savior the redeemer of mankind just to remind you that according to isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14 we read the promise of the messiah Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Immanuel, God with us. So, if God is going to enter into this world in the person of the Son, he must enter into this world in a unique way, and become God with us, meaning that there will be no intervention of men in bringing forth the man-child, the Messiah, into this world. It is the seed of the Holy Spirit of God placed in the womb of Miriam. As we read already in Luke chapter 1, Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Yeshua. You see, the promise is that the Holy Spirit will be the one that will come upon this woman by the name of Mary, Miriam. We read in Luke 1.35, And the angels answered and said unto her, The Holy Spirit shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore... Also that holy one which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of God. So in order for the Messiah to enter into this world, he must come into this world through the seed of the woman. But now he also has to come into this world as a descendant of Abraham and a descendant of David. He must be a Hebrew and he must be a from the tribe of Judah, a Jewish man, but of the line that will be of the house of David. And that's why, beloved friend, and dear brothers and sisters, the two genealogies that are found in the Gospels of Matthew, in chapter 1, verses 1 to 17, and Luke, in chapter 3, verse 23 to 38, are important for us to understand as we beginning with the study of the Gospel of Matthew. Now, we know, according to these two Gospels, that the Gospel of Matthew presents before us the genealogy of the Lord Jesus the Messiah through his stepfather, Yosef, Joseph, who was not his real father. It was not Joseph's seed that was placed in the womb of miriam that brought forth jesus the messiah not at all because joseph yoseph was a sinner and that holy one that will come out of thee is called the son of god he must be sinless undefiled separate from sinners and that's why in the genealogy of Joseph, in Chapter One of the Gospel of Matthew, verses one to seventeen, we see the genealogy of the Lord Jesus the Messiah through the through Joseph. But it is important to understand that the reason that this Gospel presents before us the genealogy of Joseph is to show us that although Joseph himself was a descendant coming from this, uh, through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Judah, and the tribe of Judah, yet the Lord Jesus, the Lord Yeshua, could not be a descendant of Joseph. Why? Because, first of all, Joseph was just like all of us, a sinner by nature, and therefore he could not be the father of the Messiah. He was his stepfather. But secondly, according to this genealogy, God have cursed a person by the name of Jeconiah, according to verse eleven. You notice that in uh, Matthew chapter one at verse eleven, and Josiah begat Jeconiah, or in Hebrew Yechoniah or Yechaniah, and his brethren. And there is a reason because according to the prophet. God have not allowed a descendant of Coniah to continue on to reign over Israel because of his disobedience. According to Jeremiah chapter 22, we read in verse 30, and I'm just going uh, to read for actually from verse 24. As I live, God said to him, to Coniah, as I live, says, the Lord, though Coniah, the son of Joachim, king of Judah, were the signet upon my right hand, yet would I pluck thee thence, and I will give thee unto the hand of them that seek thy life, and into the hand of them whose face thou fearest, even into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and into the hand of the Chaladins. And I will cast thee out, and thy mother, that bear thee into another country, where ye were not born, and there shall ye die. But to the land whereinto they desire to return, thither shall they not return. This, notice that he saying, is this man Coniah, a despised, broken idol? Is he a vessel wherein is no pleasure? Wherefore are they cast out, he and his seed, and are cast into a land which they knew not. O earth, 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 hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Write ye this man, childless, a man that shall not prosper in his days. For no man, listen to this verse 30, for no man of his seed shall prosper sitting upon the throne of David and ruling any more in Judah. In other words, Coniah was cursed, and no man of Coniah's seed shall prosper. No man of Coniah's seed shall be sitting upon the throne of David. No man of Coniah's seed shall be ruling any more in Judah, according to Jeremiah chapter 22, verse 24 to 30. And so the judgment fell on Coniah because of his disobedience. And it is interesting, beloved brothers and sisters, that although... From the genealogy that is found in Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 to 17, we see that Joseph was of the line of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Judah. And yet, my dear friend, because somewhere in the genealogy, because of sin and because of the judgment of God, no one from a descendant of Coniah could sit upon the throne of David, as God prescribed his judgment. And therefore, it is interesting that although oftentimes we learn by some that the proof that Jesus had the right to the throne of David is because of Joseph being in the line Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Judah, yet because of this genealogy we learn that Joseph was not the father, the physical father of Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, and therefore the Lord Jesus could not be sitting on the throne of David if he was truly the son of Joseph. And it's only proved to us that he was not the son of Joseph, the physical son of Joseph. He was the son of God. That the spirit of God placed in the seed in the womb of Miriam and the bloodline of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, and his right to have, to sit on the throne of David is because of his mother Miriam. Now, notice this, and I'm reading here in the genealogy. It says here, verse 1, Matthew 1, verse 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judah and his brethren. Notice, it's emphasized Judah and his brethren. And Judah begat Peretz and Tzerach of Tamar. And Perez beget Esrom, and Esrom beget Aram, and Aram beget Aminadav, and Aminadav beget Nachshon, and Nachshon beget Salmon, and Salmon beget Boaz of Rachav, and Boaz beget Oved of Ruth, and Oved beget Jesse, and Jesse beget David the king, and David the king beget Solomon or Shlomo, of her that is, had been the wife of Uriah. And Solomon beget Rehovam, and Rehovam beget Aviah, and Aviah beget Asa, and Asa beget Yoshafat, and Yoshafat beget Joam, and Joam beget Oziaz, and Oziyaz beget Yotam, and Yotam beget Achaz, and Achaz beget Hezekiah, and Hezekiah beget Menashen, Menashen beget Ammon, and Ammon beget Josiah, and listen to these, and Josiah beget Jeconiah. Jeremiah 22 and verse 30. That we read together. And his brethren about the time that they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon. Jeconiah began saltiel. And notice now we have the descendants of Jeconiah that could not. From here on. Sit upon the throne of David because of the judgment of god upon jechoniah we read in this verse 12 jeconiah began shaltiel and shaltiel began zubavel and zubavel begat Avihud and Avihud begat eliakim and eliakim begat azor and azor begat sadok and sadok began akim and akim beget Elihud, and Elihud beget Eliezer, and Eliezer beget Matan, and Matan, listen to this, verse 15 and 16, Matan beget Yaakov, Jacob, listen, Jacob beget Joseph, the husband of Miriam, of whom was born Jesus, who was called the Messiah, the Christ. Notice, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friend that we read in verse 15 and 16 that Matan begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Joseph, and Joseph was the husband of Miriam. Notice it doesn't say that Joseph. Was the one that gave the through whom the Messiah was born? No. But Joseph was the husband of Mary. The husband of Miriam. Of whom of Miriam was born Jesus Yeshua. Who is called Christ. In Hebrew, Mashiach. In Greek, Christos. Messiah. So, the Messiah. Though, because his stepfather was in the line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Judah, but because he was a descendant of Cornelius, and Cornelius was judged by the Lord and could not sit on David's throne and his descendant, this genealogy only proved to us why Jesus, the Messiah, was not a son of, of Yosef because he was the son of God who entered into this world through the seed of the woman, the seed that was placed in the womb of Miriam. And Miriam was the one of whom we read to whom Jesus, the Messiah that is called the Christ, was born. This is so important to understand. So, in the Gospel of Matthew... The genealogy shows us that if, as a stepson of Yosef and Yosef the stepfather of Yeshua, you might say Yeshua could be the one who would sit upon the throne of David. But again, we learn from this that it only the reason for this genealogy is to show us that because of the curse. That came upon Coniah. And because Yosef. Was not. The one that was the truly the father of Yeshua Jesus the Messiah. But was only his stepfather. Jesus the Messiah could not be. His son and therefore he could not sit. On the throne of David. But he was the son of Miriam. And the bloodline is the bloodline through Miriam, according to Luke chapter 3, verse 23 to 38. Interesting to learn this. And on the basis of Luke chapter 3, verse 23 to 38, here we learn, beloved friends and dear brothers and sisters, of the fact that Yeshua was a physical descendant in His humanity, From Adam, a descendant all the way from Adam all the way to to Miriam. And he was the physical descendant of Miriam who gave him birth. And through the bloodline, he had the authority and the right to sit on the throne of his father, David. That's why they call him Ben David, Ben David, son of David, son of David because he, Jesus the Messiah, was a descendant of David. Now, just to mention, beloved friends and dear brothers and sisters, that the genealogy in the Gospel of Luke do not begin in the same way as the genealogy of the Gospel of Matthew. Why? Because the Gospel of Matthew emphasized the fact that he was a descendant through Abraham and David. And it takes us only up till David and and Abraham and not beyond. And that's emphasized the humanity of the Messiah, that he was indeed the king, the Messiah of Israel. But in the Gospel of Luke from chapter 3, for verse 23, we read, and Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age. Being as, notice that, being as was supposed the son of Joseph. Which was the son of Eli. Notice that in Matthew we read of Joseph who was the son of Jacob. But he was a, really a, a son-in-law because of Miriam was the mother of Jesus and she was the daughter of Yaakov. Here we find out in this gospel of Luke that Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age and he says being as it was supposed notice then the son of Joseph which was the son of Eli which was the son of Matat. And it gives you the list here all the way. And notice that it takes us, if we read Luke chapter 3, all the way to verse 38, at the end of this line, it takes us all the way to Adam. Notice verse 38 of Luke chapter 3, which was the son of Enosh, which was the son of Sheth, which was the son of Adam. And then it says at the end of verse 38, which was the Son of God. So what we learn, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends, that in the Gospel of Luke, we have Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, presented before us from the line of Miriam, the bloodline that gave the Lord Jesus the Messiah the authority to be sitting upon the throne of David. And in the Gospel of Matthew, it doesn't take us all the way to Adam. It takes us only all the way to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But somehow, because of the judgment that fell upon Keniah, and because he was not the physical descendant, the bloodline descendant of Joseph, He could not sit on the throne because if he was the son of Joseph, then he could not sit on the throne of David. So the lesson is tremendous that Jesus the Messiah has a right to sit on David's throne because of the fact that he came through the lineage of Miriam through his a child, a son of Miriam, the bloodline and the the place that he has and the right that he has to be on the throne of David is because he was the physical descendant of Miriam. She gave him physically when he was born into this world to the virgin Miriam. He is in the genealogy of David by blood. But Matthew teaches us the lesson that and emphasize the fact that oh yes he was the promised messiah but he was also more than just a man he became a man through miriam but he is the eternal son of god which was the son of adam which was the Son of God, Luke 3 and verse 38. So, my dear friend, and dear brothers and sisters, as we are beginning to look over and to study the Gospel of Matthew, the genealogy of Matthew teaching us the lesson that if Jesus was of descendant of the seed of Joseph, He could not sit on David's throne because God judged the descendants of Caniah because of his sin. And Jesus was enabled to sit on David's throne, not through David's son Solomon, but through another son of David, as we have we read it in the Gospel of Luke, he was the one that could sit on David's throne through another son of David, and of course David had more than one son, and that son was Natan. According to Luke chapter three. And verse 31, which was the son of Melah, which was the son of Menan, which was the son of Matata, which was the son of Nathan, which was the son of David, which was the son of Jesse, which was the son of Obed, which was the son of Boaz, which was the son of Salmon, which was the son of Nachshon. So the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, was to sit upon the throne of David through Nathan. Because through Nathan's family and line, there was not curse and judgment as it was through the line of Solomon. That person by the name of Coniah was judged by the Lord. And so let me just conclude here beloved friend the dear brothers and sisters with the last verses we read here in Matthew chapter 1 we read in verse 16 17 and, and we read and Jacob begat Joseph the husband of Mary of Miriam of whom was born Jesus who is called Christ the Messiah Jacob begat Joseph the husband of Miriam Of whom was born Jesus the Messiah. And verse 17 says so. All the generation from Abraham to David. Are 14 generations. And from David until the carrying away into Babylon. Are 14 generations. And from the carrying away into Babylon. Until the Messiah until Christ are 14 generations. Now there are some names that are missing in this genealogy. And and are not fitting here, not their mention here, but beloved brothers and sisters, we have here the first seventeen verses present before us the fact that Jesus, the Messiah, is the son of David, and is the son of Abraham, and is the one that came into this world in order to provide salvation. And though he was not the son, the physical son of Joseph, he was the physical son of Miriam, the bloodline and authority, and right for him to sit on David's throne was through his mother by the name of Miriam. Now I want to just to notice one more thing before we will end this session that you will notice that in this genealogy, in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew does here something that is abnormal, that usually in a biblical Jewish genealogies women are not found. Because it is the Father, seed of the Father, that produce the Son. And that's why we read... And Abraham begat Isaac. We don't have the mention of Isaac's mother, Sarah. And Isaac begat Yaakov. We don't have Rebekah mentioned here, the mother of Yaakov. And Yaakov begat Judah and his brethren. You don't have the names of all the the ones, the wives that gave birth to Yaakov's uh, children. But it is interesting that we have four other women that are mentioned here plus one, five in total. The four that are mentioned here are Gentiles, non Hebrew women, that is very unusual to mention in a genealogy. And the fifth one, of course, is none else but Miriam herself in verse 16. Now, notice the four names Tamar in verse 3. Rachav in verse 5, Ruth in verse 5b, and the wife of Uriah, Batsheva, in verse 6. Now why these four women are mentioned here? To show us that even in the line of the Messiah, these non-Hebrew women are included to show us that the purpose of the coming of the Messiah was for Israel and beyond for the nations of the world. And even further, my dear friend, these four women were women that had issues in their lives. Tamar, according to Genesis chapter 38, she is the one who wanted to have a seed, a child, and couldn't because Judah's children died. So she beguiled her father-in-law so he not knowing through her have her pregnant and she brought forth parrots and tzerach secondly we have the woman by the name of Rahav. Rachav apparently became the wife of Salmon who was Rachav she was a prostitute From the city of Jericho. And because she believed in the God. Of Israel. She was brought to be among the people of Israel. She became the wife of Salmon. And through her came. The family of. Of Boaz. And then thirdly. The third woman was Hut. Verse 5. The Moabites. And the Moabites could not enter into the kingdom among the people of Israel. And it shows us here that Ruth, the Moabites, who said to Naomi, her mother-in-law, that she would follow her and she would believe in the same God of Israel and that she will die where she is dying. And she came with her mother Naomi to the city of Bethlehem and there she met Boaz and Boaz took her as a wife. And Ruth became the mother of Obed, and Obed became the father of Jesse, and Jesse he became the father of David. So Ruth, when in actuality, Obed gave birth to Jesse, and Jesse begat David, the king of Israel, you can see that she had a link in the birth of David, the king of Israel. And even further, we find out that David begat a Solomon of her that was the wife of Uriah. Who was the wife of Uriah? She was a, a woman by the name of Bathsheba. According to 2 Samuel, we read of how David took her. It was She was not belonged to him. And he had got her pregnant and she is the one that gave a birth to someone in the genealogy of the Messiah himself. And so it is so interesting that God used four Gentile women to be part of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah. And of course, the mother, Miriam herself, mentioned in verse 16, is the one, is the fifth woman that I mentioned here. And so, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends, by way of introduction, the first 17 verses of Matthew chapter 1 present before us. This amazing gospel that it pointing to Jesus the Messiah to fulfill, came to this world to fulfill all that which was promised to the prophets of Israel. He is the Messiah of Israel, the King of the Jews, the one of whom we will learn as we study together the gospel of Matthew. Well, God bless you, my dear friends. Until the next time, we say to you all, Shalom, Shalom. Bye-bye
0: You have been listening to the Holy Scriptures and Israel with Gideon Levitam. Gideon teaches God's word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective. For more information about this ministry, write to Holy Scriptures and Israel, Box 1411, Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario, L0S1J0, or visit our website at holyscripturesandisrael.com. You are also invited to Gideon's weekly Bible teaching on Fridays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1 p.m. at Willowdale Christian Assembly Hall, 28 Martin Ross Avenue in Toronto. Holy Scriptures and Israel is made possible by your prayers and financial support. If you would like to support the program, visit holyscripturesandisrael.com. God bless you. Shalom, shalom.